This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to Dan Grasa on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, indeed. Rolling along on this Thursday, a football Thursday. Chiefs and the Lions, a little over an hour away from KC to kick off the 2023 campaign. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number at Dan Grasa's where you can find me on Twitter. Jets got a game on Monday. They got to wait an extra day compared to everybody else. They and the Buffalo Bills squaring off at MetLife Stadium. Of course, our coverage begins at 6.20. Or no, is it 6? Wait up. 6.15. 6.15 on Monday. Kind of an odd time, but you know what? It'll work. So today, they're back at it. They go back on Thursday. Everybody else was practicing yesterday around the NFL. So if you play Monday, that's how it works. You, you, you go back to work. You practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday, day off before the game on Sunday, and then you get at it on Monday. So they were back at it today at Florham Park. And among others, the Aaron Rodgers spoke to the media. And this is his first foray into a Jets game week. And certainly the fan base and the division rivalry and the expectations. And look, we've discussed the expectations for the last several months and how they've just gone absolutely haywire because this team is expected to do unbelievable things this year. This team has that Super Bowler bust mentality, according to some people in the media and the fan base. And anything less won't be tolerated. So here was Aaron today in the locker room talking about all the hype surrounding his Jets debut. Oh, a lot of tears, a lot of tears, a lot of, a lot of sobbing, probably. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be excited. Be excited to be out there with the crowd, see the crowd out there early, hopefully. You know, get all the jitters out of the way, probably in pregame, and, and go out and just try and execute. And how about the fact that your Jets debut, Aaron, is going to be on Monday Night Football? Oh, it's different. I've been in you know, one city for 18 years and now a new team, so but it was good to get the pads on in the last preseason game. So it'll be, it'll be exciting. You know, Monday Night Football is great. Playing the league long enough, you won a lot of 1 o'clock games, but you don't uh, kind of grow up dreaming about playing the 1 o'clock games. You dream about playing Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. So it'll be fun to uh, start the season out on Monday Night. And it's no secret the Jets haven't had many of those, right? I mean, they, they just haven't. I mean, last year, I was trying to think, last year the majority of our games were still 1 o'clock games. They played a Thursday night game because everybody's required to play at least one against the Jacksonville Jaguars late in the season in December, a couple of days before Christmas, but that was it. You know, this team doesn't necessarily get the primetime national TV assignments that frequently, but when you bring a future Hall of Famer and a four-time MVP into your organization, you're going to start to get those assignments, and you get one right out of the gates. I mean, the Jets have, think about it, two primetime games in their first four this season. Kansas City comes into MetLife Stadium, Sunday night football. I think it's October the 1st, week four, right? And there's going to be several more the remainder of the year. Even next week's game against the Cowboys, that's a 425 national TV late afternoon game. The majority of the country is going to see that game. It's not prime time, but going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. So how do you deal with all these expectations, right? How do you, how do you manage all those things? You know, we got into it a little bit last night on the show how you know, some players have said some things that apparently a lot of people have taken out of context. And a lot of people have, you know, decided to almost use it against the Jets. And Robert Sala kind of alluded to that a little bit today in his press conference. And it kind of piggybacks the stuff that I was talking about last night on the show. How, 
you know, when you hear a DJ Reed talk about or, or was asked a question about the defense and how good they could be, what does he say? He says, well, you know, the 85 Bears and the Legion of Boom, that's, that, that's what they want to be. What do you expect him to say? Right? Put yourself in his shoes. What should he say if asked that question? You know, Robert Sala was also quick to add earlier today that it's not like these guys, when they talk about the lofty goals and the confidence that they have in themselves and their teammates, it's not like they're doing it at the expense of other teams. It's not like they're saying, well, you know, Buffalo stinks. We just want to be better than Buffalo. Or, you know, at Kansas City, they won the Super Bowl, but they're really overrated. They're not that good. We could be better than them. No, they're not saying anything like that. But they have confidence in one another, and they have confidence in the people in that room. And if you're a competitor... Isn't that what the message should be regardless? It isn't a fact that you're sitting there and you're cocky or you're pompous or anything like that. It's about, you know what, we believe in ourselves and we think we're going to go out there and have a big season. Now, look, all that stuff isn't going to matter anyways starting Monday night when you go out there and you got to play a game. Because the Jets could talk about being the 85 Bears and being the best defense and being all these things. But if Buffalo goes in there on Monday and hangs 31 up on them, well, guess what? It's back to the drawing board. And you're not going to look like the 85 Bears after just one game. Even though the 85 Bears also, you know, had a rough game. The game they lost that year. Dan Marino on Monday Night Football picked them apart. Down in Miami, right? Legion of Boom in Seattle, they lost some games. They weren't perfect every single time out. To me, apart from all the talk and all the, oh, they got to win this game. and the, the thing that I kind of just scratch my head over with this whole kind of process is just the really placing so much of a significance and a priority on this one game on Monday night. You know, it kind of works that way for the Giants as well. Both playing division games. Both playing at home. Both playing in prime time. Yes, of course, in a perfect world, you want to win those games. But if you lose the game, it's not the end-all, be-all. You can still have a phenomenal season. You can still accomplish every single thing that you set out to do, even if you lose this week. That's not the plan, of course. You know, as I said a little while ago, too, I mean, Buffalo, look, Buffalo's a good team. And you don't think that they've heard all the stuff being said about the Jets, being written about the Jets all throughout this offseason? Aaron Rodgers this and Aaron Rodgers that. I mean, the last time I checked, the Buffalo Bills were the last team to win the AFC East. And, oh, by the way, they've done it three straight years. So if you want to be division champs, you're going to have to actually go out there and take it from them. And take it from them more than just Monday night. Like, even if you beat them Monday night, that ensures nothing. you got to do this thing for 17 of these games. It is a grind. It is a marathon when you're talking about going out there and trying to be the best in your division. That will set you up for good things potentially then in the month of January. But Buffalo's going to come into this game on Monday saying to themselves, well, Wait a sec, we won this division three years in a row. Why aren't they talking about us? We still got a good team. We still got good players. You know, Josh Allen's the top quarterback in this sport. Their defense is one of the top ones in the National Football League, even if Von Miller's not going to be playing. Right? They've had their battles in the playoffs. Fact of the matter is they've won and they've accomplished a lot more than the Jets have over the last handful of years. Buffalo's probably saying to themselves, well, why aren't they talking about us? You know, why aren't the ESPN folks flying into Buffalo and doing interviews with us? Instead of everything Jets and everything Aaron Rodgers. Well, 
you know what? It's a good question. But you know how you settle those things? You settle all that stuff out on the field. Because at the end of the day, the talk is cheap. Whether you buy into it or whether you don't buy into it. What's going to resonate the loudest is going out there and executing. And I don't know how long it's going to take for the Jets, at least offensively, to hit their stride. Right? They haven't played together all that much during the summer. You know, you had a couple of drives in preseason, but it still wasn't 100% all your normal starters out on the field. You know, your left tackle, Dwayne Brown, he only returned to practice very late in the summer. Mekhi Becton hasn't played a regular season game in two years. What's that going to be like? You know, how much time have these wide receivers had getting in sync with the quarterback, the ones that haven't played with him over the last handful of seasons in Green Bay? Right? You got Dalvin Cook now into the mix at the running back position. What is that going to be like? You know, how are he and Brees Hall going to be able to coexist? And that falls on the shoulders of Nathan Hackett. And whether or not you're going to be able to get touches and get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Because, you know, for the first time in a while, the Jets have a lot of playmakers. A lot more than they're used to having. And perhaps even more importantly, you got a quarterback who's adept at putting the ball in their hands. And allowing them to thrive. You know, Garrett Wilson winning Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, that was like a minor miracle. When you think about the quarterbacks that he had at his disposal, you didn't have a consistent, dependable guy back there operating this offense on a week-in, week-out basis. You didn't have those things. Now you hope you do. You know, what can he do as an encore in year number two? Taking his game to a whole new level. Buffalo, on the other hand, Sean McDermott's still there, and he's going to be the one dialing up the defense for this football team. Right? Leslie Frazier, the old defensive coordinator, he's moved on. He's now doing TV, as a matter of fact, on the NFL Network, so good for him. But Sean McDermott's probably going to have a few little wrinkles that Leslie Frazier didn't feature. And the Jets don't have those on film. So it's not like something they're familiar with. It is a chess match, and especially when you talk about the first game or two of the season, when everybody's still trying to figure out what they have within their own locker room, much less how that's going to stack up against the team on the other side of the field. Because this is still pretty much, hey, getting our feet wet first few weeks of the NFL season. And maybe that's one of the reasons, not maybe, that's one of the reasons why I, for one, am not exactly a fan of having division games right out of the chute like that to begin the season. You want to be playing at your absolute best, or at least what you think is going to be your best, once a division game shows up on your schedule. And I'd be surprised to say that either one of these teams, any of the 32 teams that take the field this weekend, are going to be close to being at their best. It's not the way it works. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Talking Jets, we'll get into some Giants as well. Jordan Renan is going to join us. Coming up at 8 o'clock, talk a little big blue football. Plus, we got our over-unders draft as well. It's Grasso with you till 9 on this Football Thursday, 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. By the way, I know I've talked about this a lot. So out of practice today, they started wearing the throwback helmets that they're going to be wearing on Monday night. Remember, they're wearing those 80s throwback legacy uniforms, whatever they call them. Seeing those things in action, fire, straight fire. Those things, it is unbelievable how cool those things look. I cannot wait to see them with the full unis on Monday. I don't, they could lose by 60. It don't matter. At least the uniforms look cool. That's the most important part of this. So that'll be a treat, and I know that the fan base loves it too. Like I said, they put those, they put that merch up for sale, whatever day that was over the summer, and, and they sold over a million dollars worth of that stuff. I'm not kidding. In one day. That's how popular it was, and I think that the fans are going to eat that stuff up, and it also helps if your team is playing some good football in the process as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers also revealed today that he is going to be doing a weekly chit-chat once again with the Pat McAfee Show. Pat McAfee now part of our family here at ESPN, which is good to have. So Tuesdays with Aaron is going to be a big part of the program for another football season. So he went on McAfee and was asked if playing for the Jets is pretty much what he expected. No, it's been better. I didn't know if we would have hard knocks. I knew they wanted us, but I thought we were going to shut it down. I'm actually glad they didn't because I had a great experience with it. I think the guys did too, but it's been better. It's been great working with Hack again and Todd Downing and Rob Calabrese in my room and Robert Salas, an awesome guy to go to work with every single day. Guys are great, good young team, but good veteran leadership as well. It's been, been a lot of fun, man. And hey, we got football tonight and then this week. So there you go. You do have football tonight and this week. Uh, and has he talked to the team about the comments that he made, of course, on Hard Knocks about what they could accomplish this year? Well, a lot of those comments aren't just behind closed doors. I mean, I have conversations with Jeff Ulbrich all the time, who's, you know, him and I have created a good friendship. He's our D coordinator. You know, I love talking with the, the coaches about schematic stuff, about things the quarterback's looking at for the defense to give them tips and pointers. And Joe Douglas and I got a great relationship. I've heard most of the stuff. I have seen many of the episodes. There's like an early release they would send to me not to cut anything out i didn't cut anything no out. that's not what i heard yeah. that's not what i heard Uh-oh. that's not what i heard well you heard wrong which wouldn't be surprising if it's concerning me but <laughs> respect respect <laughs> uh yeah i can't confirm or deny any of those rumors as well I- i'm gonna stay out of that one i'll plead the fifth 
But, it, you know, shout out to the uh, New York Post. And they do a great job each year with their, you know, football season preview thing. That came out yesterday. So I was flipping through that. And right in the middle of the issue, they put together this two-page graphic, which I thought was really, really well done. Subject matter, of course, is, you know, not exactly what you would want if you're a Jet fan. But what it does is it essentially chronicles every quarterback that the Jets have had since Joe Namath. Okay, every guy who has started at least one game for the Jets in the years since. And the number is up to, let's see, 36. So Aaron Rodgers will be number 37 since 1976, which is absolutely remarkable. And then it has each of their statistics and what they accomplished and, you know, how many games and what their record was and and that whole thing. But, I mean, it's remarkable. This is the, the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports, right? I mean, there's no other way around it. When you think about the NFL and how it's become a pass-first league and an offensive-centric league, you need to have a quarterback, right? So the value can't be overstated enough. Look at what some of these guys get paid. It's for a reason. That's how important they are to their team. So for the Jets to constantly be in this merry-go-round for the better part of, what, 45, almost 50 years, to now maybe, just maybe, you think that you have a solution to this thing that has been a problem for them for so many decades. Now, granted, he's at the end of his career as well. He probably only has a couple of more seasons left by his own admission. But, hey, why not? You hope that it works. Because the team that he just came from, like, think about the embarrassment of riches that they've had. You know, when Brett Favre took over in 1992, they had two guys, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers manned the quarterback position for 30 years. 30 years. Two guys. That's called living a charmed life, and that's why the Green Bay Packers had a lot of success, right? That's why they went to the playoffs a bunch of times. That's why they went to a couple of Super Bowls, won a couple of Super Bowls. It doesn't happen by accident. You see what's happening to the Kansas City Chiefs now. I mean, the only Super Bowl the Kansas City Chiefs went to, I wasn't even born yet. I was a long way from being born. Maybe some of you as well. It was Super Bowl four. Think about it. It was one year after the Jets went to the Super Bowl. And that's all that they had to show for in their, in their illustrious history until what? Some guy named Patrick Mahomes rolled into town. And teaming up with Andy Reid, what has happened? They have gone to five consecutive, minimum, minimum conference championship games. Isn't it funny how that works? You get a quarterback, you have a solution. You start to have results. Look at what happened in New England all those years with Tom Brady. Wouldn't that be something if the Jets could say exactly the same thing? You know, Aaron Rodgers plays two years, three years, and in each year that he's a part of this team, they go to the AFC Championship game minimum and maybe even take it a step further. Boy, that would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be outstanding. Giants gave Daniel Jones a lot of money because they think that he is the guy that could possibly take them to where they want to get back to. Remember, they traded up and got Eli Manning once upon a time in 2004 because they thought he could be the one to deliver Lombardi, and he did on a couple of occasions. Improbably, but he still did it. still counts. You're not taking it away from them. But the Jets have not been able to find that guy, and you had to go get him. A guy whose resume 
very few have been able to equal, right? I mean, make a list, whatever list you want to make. This guy's among the top 10 to ever play the position, hands down. That's how good he is. That's how talented he is. You know, you don't win four MVP awards by accident. It doesn't happen. And that's why if you're a Jet fan, you're probably giddy. And you're going to probably be reminded of it again. You know, you got a little taste of that a couple of weeks ago in that preseason game against the Giants when he ran out on that field wearing a Jet uniform and he threw a touchdown pass on his second drive and you're like, wow, Aaron Rodgers is the Jets quarterback. But it's still preseason. Now as you get closer to Monday night, and whether you're going to be going out to the stadium or whether you're going to be watching the game from home, and if you're watching the game from home, it's because you don't have Spectrum Cable, then you're not going to be able to watch it. Another story for another time. But you're going to see all those things, and you're like, wait a second, Aaron Rodgers is wearing the Jet uniform. He's wearing the old, old logo helmet. Like, this is real. This is a thing. And, you know, in the past, you used to size up the schedule, and you used to look at, okay, can they win this game? They have a shot to win this game. What has to happen to win this game? I, I can't tell you. Over the last five years, as long as I've been doing the broadcast, you know, with Greg and the pre and the post game and everything, and we were sitting there breaking down each game and talking to whoever it would be or just amongst ourselves, you know, what has to happen for the Jets to win this game? Like, what do they have to do? I can't tell you how many of those times it followed some sort of a similar script to, well, the defense has to show up. Hopefully they could run the football a little bit, maybe create some turnovers, and then it was always kind of ended with to take some of the pressure off the quarterback, right? Like everything had to be perfect surrounding the quarterback because he had a couple of rookies. First it was Sam Darnold. And then it was Zach Wilson, guys who were lacking experience, and he didn't want to put too much on their plate. They needed help. Well, now for the first time in I don't know how long, maybe since Favre was here, you don't have a guy who needs help. You have a guy who you can just show up to the ballpark, have that guy in your huddle, and you got a shot. You got a guy who can put the team on his shoulders who go out there and throw it 40 times if he has to. And that might be good enough to lead you to victory. So, yeah, when you stack up the schedule and you say, well, can they beat this team? Can they beat that team? You got the gunslinger now. You should have a fighting chance in every single game that you have on that schedule. And that's rarefied air. At least it's been rarefied air for this franchise. So that alone has got to get you excited. And oh, by the way, let me remind you, quarterback getting all the attention and all the talk, and rightfully so, you look at this football team, defense is the strength of it. Defensive line specifically is the strength of this football team. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys get after it on Monday night. Leader of that defensive line, by the way, Quinnen Williams, going to be among our guests on the pregame show on Monday. Talk to Quinn earlier today. You'll hear that coming up on Monday. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Boy, you talk about a couple of days. For the people over at the building there, you got the Giants-Cowboys, huge rivalry to kick off the season on Sunday night. Jets-Bills one night later. Wow. Boy, if you're a football fan and maybe you don't have a dog in the fight, this would be a couple of fun days over at 16W, that's for sure. Let's say hi to John on Long Island. He's up next here on 9870 ESPN. Johnny, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, John? Nothing much. Just wanted to say I've been listening in on the show for years right now. Huge Jets fan. So hyped for this upcoming season right now. Um, I was listening to a couple of points you guys brought up about the, uh, you know, the defense being one of our strong suits. But you guys can't forget, this offense, it's not all about the quarterback. We have a lot of nice pieces. And familiarity is a huge thing when it comes to football and a quarterback. Garrett Wilson's a great young piece. Uh, Brees is a great young piece, but you can't forget Cobb and Lazard are going to play a huge part in this offense. Like people really underestimate them, but I think they're going to play a huge part in the offense, whether it's the mentorship, whatever they can chip in. Um, and then that Dalvin Cook signing, man, that's just like, I mean, I don't know how Jets fans aren't hyped about that. That backfield with Dalvin and Brees, I think we're ready to roll this year. And I, 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 if you ask me, Johnny, and I thank you for the phone call, one area that you didn't mention and I think is actually going to be a huge, huge part of this offense this year, which has been kind of like an MIA of this attack for a lot of seasons. How about the tight end position, right? I think these tight ends are going to factor into the passing game tremendously. Tyler Conklin, Tyler Conklin could be a guy. You know, because we've spent all offseason talking up Darren Waller over with the Giants and how big of a role he's going to play in that offense and he's going to be the security blanket for Daniel Jones. I think Tyler Conklin is going to have a breakout season this year for the Jets. And I think that Jeremy Ruckert is going to have a really, really impressive second year and take another step in his NFL career. C.J. Uzama is going to be someone who is not going to be neglected in the passing game as well. Those three tight ends are going to have a say in this offense here. But the big difference is now you got a quarterback who knows how to get them the football. Right? That, that, that's all it comes down to more than anything. You've got a quarterback who knows how to distribute the ball. You look at guys over the years that played with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, the tight ends. I mean, think about how, how quarterback-friendly it becomes. Right? All the great quarterbacks, all these guys, they've got tight ends that make plays for them. You know, and I'm not saying you got to be like a freak like Travis Kelsey or any of these other guys around the NFL who are considered, you know, the best at their positions. But, boy, it helps. You know, if those guys open up the middle of the field, think about what it could do for the players on the outside trying to win one-on-one battles. If the defense has to allocate another defender to slow down the pass game over the middle, it's huge. Opens up running lanes for your backs. It keeps the defense on their toes. Keeps them honest. I know Waller's going to have a huge year for the Giants. I know it. As long as he can stay on the field, he's going to have a huge season. But these guys with the Jets, I know some other players on that offense are getting more attention, like John brought up with the wide receivers, the running backs. Tight ends are going to have a big role on this team. I really believe that. Jeff in Garden City is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jeffrey, how are you? Oh, I haven't been called Jeffrey since I got in trouble with my grandmother, but thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Well, Jeffrey, I don't want to be your um, grandmother, and I'm sure she was a wonderful no, lady. No. But you know. you know, I couldn't agree. I, I very rarely call, but I, it's a great show, and you made a great comment there about – suffering in new york 
and how Green Bay had two quarterbacks over a period of, I don't know, between Favre and Rodgers, you know. But, uh, you know, the only thing I could beg to differ is being a quarterback is probably the key position in all of sports that leads you to success. And first of all, uh, I'm not a football fan at the top. I'm Mm -hmm. a giant fan, and I love it. But I would equate a quarterback to a goalie in hockey. Once you have that star playing over and over, it doesn't matter because you're going to put three or four different lines out there. That goalie is as equal to the success of any team that plays. I'm a Ranger fan, but uh, Mm -hmm. when I watch great goalies play over the years, and I'm a little older than you because you weren't born, you said when the Jets or the Kansas City Chiefs won under Lenny Dawson, I hear you. But for me, you know, I've I've looked at Jockham and, and every Ranger goalie and every successful goalie has led. Now, granted, I hear you when you say, you know, how many how, we got a cup in '94, but mm-hmm. Rangers made it to the playoffs when great goalies play. So uh, I'm just on board, and I think it's going to be perhaps the most exciting football season in New York with these two teams the way they're stacked up. Jeff, from My your comments. lips. From your lips, buddy. You know what I'm saying? And thanks for the phone call. Because after the baseball season and the summer that we've had to endure with the Mets and the Yankees in this town, yeah, I think that we enjoy a good football season. What do you think? You know, I think anybody would sign it for that right now who's a sports fan in this city. Imagine, can you imagine that, though? I mean, there were years, right, where both were good, right? I mean, you don't have to go back that, that far. You know, 2000, 2008, that was the year with the Jets and Favre. I mean, they kept you at least entertained till the very end, but they fell short. Giants looked like they were going to win back-to-back Super Bowls that year until Plaxico went out the day after Thanksgiving and had a little too much fun. And that kind of derailed their season. Right? But there have been years where they've both been in the playoffs. 2002, they both made the playoffs. That was, unfortunately, where the Giants lost that catastrophic game in San Francisco where they blew that huge lead. But that, that was the year with Pennington and the Jets where they blew out the Colts in the wild card round and then went over to uh, Oakland and lost in round number two. So, like, yeah, those are special years. And there were several others, of course, but those are just ones that come to my mind. That's fun. You know, when both teams are good. Can you imagine that? Imagine what this city's going to be like. Because we haven't had one of these in a while, right? Imagine if, you know, in January, you know, pick the weekend where on Saturday the Jets are playing a playoff game. And then on Sunday the Giants are playing. Oh, Think about that. Think about how that just ca- it carry. I mean, for what we do, carries you for like a week, nonstop. That's all we're going to be talking about. You know, you don't have to think about the crummy baseball teams, whoever the Knicks might be in that situation. Well, the Knicks are probably going to be pretty good again this year. But what I will say though, with Jeff, you know, his analogy there with the hockey goalies, yeah, that's fair. But I'll counter that by saying the quarterback is still more important. You know, look at what the Golden Knights experienced this year. You know, the days of you needing a rock-solid stud goaltender to win a Stanley Cup, those are long gone. You know, Vegas won a cup with Aiden Hill as their goalie. The NFL, I know that there have been some exceptions, right? The Trent Dilfers, the Brad Johnsons, guys. But, hey, you need the quarterback. It's the way the game is tailored right now. It is a passing lead. You need a quarterback. Yankees are going to need another left-handed pitcher because the Carlos Rodon thing certainly ain't working out, at least not for 2023. He's already three in the hole uh, in the first couple of innings here tonight against the crummy Tigers. Boy, what a disaster 
Imagine spending all that money and giving away that contract and having one of those six years, basically one you could just rip up and throw into the garbage. They threw however many millions he's making this year. They literally took that money and threw it out the window because they have gotten nothing in return for this guy. You want to talk about athletes under the microscope and that have to produce going into next year in this town? He might be at the top of the list. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Since they've been doing this Thursday night kickoff format thing, I don't know what the record is, but the defending champion usually is the one that wins that game. Like, they're the, you know, the overwhelming odds are in their favor. Although last year, the Bills went into L.A. and beat the Rams. You know, the Rams are certainly, they took some hits to the roster, of course, as we know. Um, Buffalo being a contender themselves. I remember as well, because I was covering the game, remember in 2008, after the Giants won that first Super Bowl, Giants opened up their season on the Thursday night against Washington, and Washington came in and beat them to kick off the season. I do remember that. So it does happen on occasion, but I'll tell you, this would be a, this is one of those games, I think, maybe because they're on the road. Like, this would be a big statement by the Lions if they win this game. I don't care that Kelsey's not playing or Chris Jones isn't playing. If the Lions win this game tonight, that's a big statement for them because they need something. You know, they need something to convince me that I can actually buy into all this hype that they're suddenly going to turn this thing around. Now, the other thing that, uh, that the Lions have going for them as well is that the NFC North isn't very, very good this year. There are a lot of question marks with those teams. I don't think that the Bears are ready just yet. Minnesota, a lot of people are higher on Minnesota than and I'm really surprised on that. They took a lot of hits this offseason. They had to manage the salary cap. They said goodbye to a lot of really good players for them. Like, I know that they, they still have Jefferson. I think Jordan Addison is going to be a stud as well. And you still have Cousins, who's a professional, you know, veteran quarterback. But they lost a lot on both sides of the ball. And I think that you're going to start to see that take effect. And remember, they dominated in one-score games last year. Dominated. That's how they made their living. I don't know if they're going to be as fortunate this year. And then you have Green Bay, which is a huge unknown because Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore, right? We don't know what Jordan Love is going to be. I mean, is Green Bay going to get that lucky again and just have like a third consecutive quarterback who's going to turn out to be a stud just like Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers? I'm not so sure. So, you know, maybe the Lions have that going for them a little bit to try to have a little bit of success in that division, but I'll believe it when I see it. The other thing, though, that is uh, a problem for so many in our area, of course, is this whole back-and-forth thing with Spectrum and ESPN and Disney and the battle with the charter cables. Because right now, if you are a Spectrum subscriber, you don't have ESPN and all the Disney-owned channels. So what does that mean? Well, among other things, you haven't been really watching the tennis. And right now, unless things are magically resolved by Monday, you're not going to be able to watch a Jet game, which is a problem for a lot of people in our area. Let's face it, I couldn't imagine... If I was faced with that dilemma. Now, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, I'm a DirecTV subscriber. So I don't have that issue per se. But, you know, I've talked about it on the air. And Don and I went back and forth when we were doing um, the K show over the summer. I haven't had Channel 11 PIX for, I would say, close to a month and a half, maybe two months because they took it off. Because I guess they wanted more money and DirecTV didn't want to pay it and blah, blah, blah. So... You know, the occasional Met game, for example, when they were still somewhat relevant, I was unable to watch. But this is different. You know, this is a, a, a football game, especially if you're a fan. You've waited all offseason for this game. I don't know what the alternatives are. Like, I'm not exactly tech savvy when it comes to this stuff. 
Like, I don't know how you're going to be able to get around that. I mean, first suggestion would be, hey, go to the game. But I understand that not everybody has the means to be able to make that happen. So then what do you do? Do you go to a buddy's house that maybe is able to have the game on TV? Do you go to the you know your local bar in the neighborhood? But what if the local bar is reliant on the same t- sort of cable company? I-, I-, I don't know. I mean, it's it's really unfair to the customers any way you want to slice it because the company is going to feel like, well, we're doing right by our customers and you know we're not going to pay all this crazy money, but... You know, the average Joe might be saying, I I don't care if it's even just a small incremental increase. And if it's a couple extra cents out of my pocket on my monthly bill, I just want to be able to watch the game. You know, and I understand that some people pay a lot as it is. And we're living in a different kind of era right now where cord cutting has become like the in thing. And maybe people don't even have conventional cable like they used to. I I I get all those things. But it's still then going to take its toll on you if you're even going to go ahead and stream, right? Because isn't everything all sort of connected? You have to have some sort of a base. ESPN, though, is on YouTube TV, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken, guys, right? Isn't ESPN on YouTube TV? Yeah, it is. I have YouTube TV. And funny enough, YouTube TV, I want to say a year and a half ago, Uh went through something like this with ESPN. And it was... Gone for 24 hours. That's it. That's it. Before YouTube TV was like, all right, we're going to get smart. We're going to lose millions of people. And maybe Spectrum's just able to take that hit. But I can't imagine not just, you know, sports fans, but imagine people with kids that can't watch Disney Channel anymore. Yeah. Like I said, it's 19 channels. 19 channels that are owned and operated by Disney. And right now there's 15 million Spectrum subscribers that don't have it. So with the YouTube TV, let's say, all right, let's say you're one of these people, right, that all of a sudden you lost out on just signing up for YouTube TV. It's just as simple as you go online. But what if, do they also have a potential Internet provider as well logged in with Spectrum? So then how do you access the YouTube TV? You'd have to have a separate internet provider, right? No, that was the YouTube TV through Google. It doesn't go through your internet. Oh, connection. so it doesn't even matter. Okay. So then you could just go and sign up for that, and then you can then stream ESPN. You could get the game on Monday night and whatever other ESPN programming that you would need. But it sounds easy enough, but the crummy part about it is, is that you have some folks that maybe aren't as tech savvy and that they wouldn't know how to do that if you laid it out for them in black and white, right? I mean, think about the battles that we fight when it comes to these different baseball games being on all these streaming services, whether it's on Apple or Prime or Peacock or or whatever, some fans just can't make that happen. Plus, people with boxes that don't have smart TVs. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Like, some people might still have the old reliable TV, which may not even be like a, a, a giant, like, old stinky box TV, but it's still one of the more, you know, the newer type of plasma TVs, but it might not be a smart one. One of mine, as a matter of fact, I don't think is a smart TV because I've had it for years and years, but it still works. So it's in like just one of my spare rooms and I have a direct TV like, you know, whatever they call it, the client box or whatever hooked up to it because it still works. And it's still, you know, I can put it on. And I can watch television, the channels that I'm paying for, but it's not considered a so-called smart TV. How much are you paying for that box? For my direct TV? Yeah, do you still have to pay for the boxes? 
I think it's all just like lumped into the bill. You know, so if it's like a you know a menial charge that all gets added on to what your monthly bill is. My bill fluctuates based upon the season that we have with the sports. Like for example, I pay for the center ice package for the hockey. I pay for the extra innings package for baseball. So I get all those games. So then like you pay it in increments. Like they'll tack on, you know, let's I don't know what the price is off the top of my head, but let's say the hockey is 60 bucks, you know, for the season. Then they'll like prorate it off of 4 months and you get charged like an extra $15 on your bill once the season starts. Like so you, so you could pay that thing off. When the Sunday ticket used to be on DirecTV, then it would get crazy during the football season because that thing was almost like 400 bucks, you know, for the entire season. So they would lump on an extra, geez, I don't even know how much it was. But that bill would shoot up by almost like $100 each month. So I get it. Like, people are kind of fed up because some people are paying a lot and they're not satisfied what they're getting in return. But I think at the end, all you want to do is be able to watch your games. Just like you have your entire life. And technology is great and it's beneficial. And I understand that's the way that we're heading. But it doesn't mean you have to like it. It doesn't mean it's 100% perfect either because then you end up in situations like this to where your team is playing a game that is so heavily anticipated in a few days. And right now you might be up a creek without a paddle being able to, uh, not being able to watch it. And that stinks. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 